Hello, and welcome to the party that never ends, Legends of Philadelphia. We're your, <laughs> we're your host. I'm Tony Trove, and this is my schoolyard schoolyard chum and creative partner, Johnny Zito. Joining us on engineering duties is number one Limp Biscuit fan, Brian Breakstuff Beerman. I don't want this public. <laughs> everyone can tell you, from your cargo shorts. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Listen, you, they're practical and cool. If you like late 90s wrestling, you probably like Limp Biscuit, And I think we know that about you. <laughs> you might be you might be wondering does this podcast spark joy in me or should i throw it in the garbage well in addition to being born and raised in philadelphia johnny zito and i have a t-shirt business south fellini that focuses on philadelphia culture and injuries lots of times customers will ask us can my cat have a little bit of gava ghoul <laughs> <laughs> or they want to know why Broad and Snyder look like that. So we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer for the new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us, so we're hoping to share that with you. And you, and you, and you. Nice. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. So, I, I, Energetic. I don't know, dude. I... All the Limp Biscuit. I feel like I feel like there was a pushback, and then like it's like revived the culture. Beerman revealed to us that he loves. Ah. He wears a red Yankees hat. <laughs> I hate what? the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. You told me not to bring this up. I'm sorry. No, no. As a kid, I love Limp Biscuit. I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be straight up with you. But here's my real quick thing. Real real quick. Because I watched, we all watched the Woodstock '99 documentary. We, we all watched it. We don't, don't want to get into it. All of our listeners that'll be the whole, it clearly. That'll be the whole. That'll be the whole hour. But Limp Bizkit, fucking Fred Durst incited a riot. The next week after that fucking documentary came out, he he dyes his hair, and and all anybody's talking about is look how weird Fred Durst. It it wasn't. Remember, remember the week after this documentary came out, everybody wasn't like. Remember that dude? I feel like it re-energized people. It re- people were like, "Oh yeah!" Like they watch. Like it's like when I watch like Super Size Me, and then I got a, I got like a cheeseburger then, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it's like people watch the <laughs> people watch the the Woodstock '99 documentary, and, and they were and like, they were "Oh like, yeah, I love I love corn this and limp, limp biscuit." Ugh, ugh. I was I was like dancing on the grave, and then like it's like it it revved its head back. It's Sorry, I'm a, now, I dude. definitely it's not retro. a fan. Yeah, it's like 20 years old. I think 20 years old is cool. Corn's got some good songs, dude. Uh, I hope it all goes away real quickly. <laughs> I, I I hope there's a flash in the pan. Yeah. Yeah. I was glad to be past it the first time. You're, you're talking to two two number one haters. <laughs> I, I, I feel it. I feel it. You feel it. I'm That's the texting heat. you later. Whatever, dude. Let's open things take, we like. Listen, I, listen. Did I pre-order chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water uh, from the wall? Yes. I, well, but uh, I don't even know what that is. It that's sounds true. disgusting. That's, that's oh, it's uh, a it's Limp Bizkit's. Uh, they're one of their third. I think their third album. 
their third EP extended play. <laughs> it was it was a full length. It was a full length. It was a big deal. I'll tell you what I just don't get about Limp Biscuit. I know this isn't a podcast about it, but one guy is all Yankees cap, cargo shorts, and uh, and one guy is like the DJ from House of Pain, and one guy has his face painted like he's in a goth band, and it just doesn't add up to me. It's thematically no, irrelevant. I don't get they it. They take all those different styles and they blend them in a, in a in a a a consomme of of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and it all adds up to break stuff Where are they from? Florida? It feels like something that would come from Florida I think Florida, <laughs> yes, actually there, there was a comment in that documentary about like, white rappers And it said, like, it takes all, all, the, all like, the soul, the feel, the, like, the funk from, from rap And leaves in the, like, the, all the, the misogyny yeah, my, my dick's big Yeah <laughs> Yeah. It takes the it takes away the good elements, and uh, what do you have left? You have Fred Durst, but that's kind of I think it's a good segue to what this episode's about because I love this topic. Today we are uh, yeah. Today we're going to talk about some music that we like. Um, another uh, blast from the past. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Let me clear my throat. Uh, the third and final studio album by DJ Cool released April twenty third, nineteen ninety six, on American Recordings. This album is best remembered for its title track, Let Me Clear My Throat, which became Cool's only top 40 hit and reached gold certification for sales over 500,000 copies. This Eternal Club hit was recorded live in Philadelphia, and I guess that's a good enough reason for us to talk about it for 30 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's this week's episode. <laughs> Zito texted us. And you're like, what should the episode be about? I was like, let me clear my throat. Like, there's no <laughs> real reason why it should be an episode about it, but we just love it. And it was recorded in Philly, and there's shout out in Philly, and the leading song is about it, and about Philadelphia. It's it's just it's a hit. Uh, it's a hit. When if we you were... don't know if you don't know what we're talking about, we can't play it, but I can hum it. Keep making noise. You can play the Barry bam, sax. Bam, bam, you, can, you can play along bam, with it. Bam, it's... Bam. <laughs> And it's all the right notes for me. That's right. Here we go now. Here we go now. <laughs> it's, and it was like, I mean, if you're from Philly, I mean, I don't know. Is this like a local hit? Like, is this a national? Like, was this national? No, huge? It, it did well nationally. Yeah, it it cracked the top I just, 40. It was like in every block party, every, every yes. dance, school dance. Yes. yes. Like, like, it was just, you always heard it. I didn't even think anything of it. And dude, it's like, it's one of those songs. I used to DJ a little bit, and it's like it's one of those songs uh, where it's like I know as soon as I hit play on this song, like this is it's gonna the shit's gonna change, like the room's <laughs> gonna change, dude. But like another one is uh, a, a, my 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 go to is always I want to dance with somebody. It, it it was like I would pull somebody aside and be like, watch, it's 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 not even fair. It's so easy, but <laughs> but but, but I, th this th this I'm is a sure great one. I'm pretty sure Q102 played this song three weeks straight with no breaks. <laughs> yes, it was just, it was art. That was art. <laughs> Jason Douglas danced to this for, for you ever, like, like dance mania when people just like can't stop dancing. He danced to this. He, brought, he wore his sneakers out. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> yeah, the great dance mania of 1996. It's true. 96. Yep. Yes. If 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 you don't know the song, if you're listening on Spotify, you can probably it's probably on Spotify. So go listen to it. But yes, and then yeah. come back. Though. And then, but please come back. Yeah. Come right back. Come right. One time, 
Uh, I was up in Maine. Uh, our friend, or uh, Matt Manser, used to do this thing where he would have people. You don't have to say his name. He doesn't listen. Up. I know. That's why I want to. Well, I'm going to talk shit on him. The, 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 he he were up in Maine, and we were de- and he he was DJing, and he started his DJ set with that, and it's and he shouts out Philly. And so it and it's all it was all people from Philly who drove up to Maine and I was like, Oh dude and it was like and the party starts immediately. Like it was such a great yeah. I had to shake his hand after I was like, That's such a you that was such a great choice. I uh, I always remember from when we were kids, uh it was a lot of fun to change the words of let me clear my throat to let me pet my goat. And uh, my goat. we <laughs> said it so many times uh, that I he still said it do so it many to this times day. It lost all meaning. Yeah, it's they're just words now. <laughs> they're just words. Yeah. Now. Let me pet my, my goat. goat. <laughs> it's fun to say. It's fun to say. <laughs> Who was the? Uh, f- were you the first one to do it, or you? Just I, I don't. You were. You were. It was. It was definitely. It was a big thing in our group of friends when Trove and I were teenagers, going to the Goretti dances, and then it would come on. We would all <laughs> shout this over top of the actual lyrics. And we would see how many people we could get to shout what's this a over dance? the act to pet a goat. What's what's a Goretti dance? A Goretti mixer. Uh, a Goretti is a, is the high school in South Philly. It's the girls' high school in South Philly. And uh, for five dollars, you can go and get yelled at by a nun and listen to '90s hip hop music. It's it's one of the Catholic the, the girls' Catholic school invites all the all the cutest boys in South Philly. The Minzito <laughs> would show up. <laughs> And then the party started. And the party starts. And like as soon as they walked in, it was like Trove would actually perform it. He had an excellent rendition. You, yeah. Yeah. I might, he, had a, uh, he, he came in with the saxophone playing. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> hey sister. <laughs> Check this out. And it goes a little something like this. Yep. Yep. Um, no, I definitely know this from the Goretti dances. This is gonna be great. Three, three corny white dudes explain hip hip hop to you. <laughs> you can't we help what you love. We just love it so much. You can't help we just what love you it love. so much. You can't help what you love. Two corny white dudes. I was almost an onyx. You're. <laughs> we're, we're not all DJs, Beerman. We're all not an onyx. DJ. Not... If if you've ever made an iTunes playlist, you were a, a DJ. Well, as far as that's that's, 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 that very, encar- that's very that encouraging of you, but I don't know. Beans, you're not throwing it around. We're DJs. Well, I'm trying to. <laughs> Okay, so this I guess this episode we're going to talk not just about the song but the circumstances of Also real quick, real quick, it did kind of hurt when it was like I've been trying since we started to get this podcast to do an episode on the Philadelphia Zoo, the oldest zoo in America. <laughs> it's a fascinating topic. We could do at least 5 episodes on it. And it's like, no, I guess that minor hit from the 90s could fill a whole hour. Not the oldest zoo in America. Uh, I just, uh, it's just, it's kind of cruel to animals to lock them up in cages. I just can't get down. It's just a rib on me at this point. I know it is. I like, it's like, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know what I did to you. No, I love the zoo. Literally, I've been to the zoo a million times. Emailed, people just, have literally uh, emailed, emailed us. No one ever emailed us. People have emailed us asking for it. And it's still, no. we get off no, on being withholding. No. You, That's look, what it is. Uh, if you can, if you can get me in that elephant cage and let me. With my with my soap and, I've and tried. scrub brush, <laughs> I tried, dude. I'm trying. I will. Uh, maybe we'll do an episode, but I don't know. Come I on. got a zoo key right we here. We gotta do. We're doing. 
Take a picture of this, dude. I look, look. I got a fucking Zuki on. You, me you right brought here. it to work. Why did you bring no, it? No, I work? always have it on me, dude. I always have it in my school bag. Why? Because maybe I want to go to zoo. I might be by the zoo, and I love it. School I love going bag. There. You're a grown you man. What are you? <laughs> it's oh, a backpack. Cool. Yeah, your your Vespa, dude. Your hog. When, your when bright you, orange Vespa. <laughs> now you're when making are you ever near the, the zoo? It's like all the way out in West Philly. Like I might be walking by there. This episode isn't about the zoo. It's about let me clear my throat. Uh, John W. Bowman Jr., born March twentieth, nineteen fifty eight, better known by his stage name DJ Cool, is an American DJ and Dennis rapper. James Cool. No. <laughs> no. It's DJ D E E J A Y Cool. An American DJ and rapper who produced several popular rap singles in the late 1980s and early 90s. Uh, he was raised in Washington D.C. in the early to mid 90s. Cool worked as a warm-up DJ, uh, warm-up DJ for Rare Essence until he was picked up by CLR Records uh, in the early 90s. DJ Cool had been rocking parties and go-go clubs along the East Coast for the better part of two decades without a real hit. So uh, he was kind of a journeyman. Go-Go is, uh, the music originates from D.C., so that was huge in D.C. Like, um, It's cool to just so. be like a party DJ like that. Like, he just throws, like, huge shows. And you know? Go-Go also has, like, call and response, like like how he does in, um, yeah. I mean, that's a DJ in hip-hop thing, but a lot of hip-hop comes from, like, Go-Go music, like Chuck Brown and shit from, um, from D.C. I think a lot of it comes from gospel and he, music. And he, yeah, and he does, and, and, let me clear my throat. He does it to the, the crowd in Philly, the back and forth. So uh, one night, DJ Cool was working in some random club, spinning records. Uh, at this time, he was like, you know, touring, doing his thing. He'd released a lot of uh, EPs, but uh, only one album, and it, it hadn't really gone anywhere. And uh, as he was getting ready to say something into the say something to the crowd to hype them up, he accidentally coughed into the microphone. Uh, so. Instead of saying what he was going to say, like, uh, let's get ready to party or throw your hands up or whatever, he <laughs> froze. And because uh, it was an embarrassing mistake and it came during a break in the music. Uh, so the first thing that popped into his head uh, was a line from the Beastie Boys, Let Me Clear My Throat. And uh, he immediately then jumped to the next track and the club blew up and DJ Cool knew he had stumbled onto something magical. Uh, so it was an accident. It was a, a magical accident and, um, a funky accident, a funky <laughs> mistake. Uh, the best kind. Best hey, well, you got accident. it. You got it. Uh, I think it's a, it's like one of those things, you know, he just, he had the crowd going and, uh, instead of, uh, instead of moving to the next thing, he made a mistake. He made a cough and he made it work for him and nobody knows he didn't mean to do that. And, uh, I think that's, that's good performance. That's like, uh, you know, you make a mistake when you're like. Like a musician, you just be like, you do it twice, so it's like that's on purpose. <laughs> you know? I meant to call. Let's go jazz, son. You know, it's the same thing in art. Like if you Let's can't draw jazz. hands, you just draw them wrong the same way every time, and you're like, that's how I draw mm-hmm. hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how Rob Bleefield keeps drawing those weird feet. Look, I look. I made a comic book joke. Look, Zito, you proud of me? <laughs> yeah. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> cutting that. <laughs> yeah, add the real boing noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Thank you. So, uh, so DJ Cool thought he had something going on here, and at future club dates, he began experimenting with his new catchphrase and combining it with different mixes. 
Uh, over time, he developed a version of "Let Me Clear My Throat" that we all become familiar with. So it like it like let me wash my hands. No, <laughs> you think he tried? To, he tried different ones. Mm-hmm. Let me clip my nails. I <laughs> let me that. Yep, yep. No, I think he tried. Let di- me pay my bills. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> he uh he was trying different songs. He was trying different backing tracks. <laughs> Let me lease a boat. What else you got? You got another one in this? Yo, thing? where'd you I'm get sorry. that bagel? <laughs> yeah, that was too many syllables though. He, sorry, he, sorry. He That's why I'm not good at this. No, no, that was one of his drafts, but he but uh, but he it didn't work. No. It was on the cutting room floor. I think he had something with the let me clear my throat and uh he was just trying out different backing tracks, different music to go along with sense. it. Uh, the musical content of the song that he settled on consists entirely of two samples. The introductory fanfare of Hollywood Swingin' 1974 by Cool and the Gang is used in both the That's intro the band, and pre-chorus. Band, band, band. Another episode where we bring up Cool and the Gang. Oh, yeah, we did just talk about that. Have we? Yeah, we talked about <laughs> them on the They're the, the new Star episode. Trek. Uh, cool and the Gang right. is the new Star Trek. Did, uh, I, I, can, yeah. I can definitely get behind that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> So the uh, the other song uh, in "Let Me Clear My Throat" is a uh, chopped half of the 900 number, 1987, by the 45 King, which uh, itself. And that's the part that could, that's the part that goes, which is most of the song. Hollywood Swing is just in the beginning. And in the 900 number, uh, it includes a two-bar loop uh, of the saxophone riff and drums that was lifted from "Unwind Yourself," 1968, by Marva Whitney. Uh, so even the 900 number has a sample from another song that let me clear my throat samples. It's also the Ed Lover dance. Yes. Ed Lover, host of Yo! MTV Raps on MTV, did his signature dance to the song, and Chad Jackson used it on his 1990 track, Hear the Drummer Get Wicked, and DJ Cool used the rift often, so it was fresh in his mind while working on Let Me Clear My Throat. On so on yo, on yo MTV raps if you kids don't know, it was just a, a, a it was Dr Dre not that Dr Dre it was a different Dr Dre, and uh, and Ed Lover, and uh, they would host um, music videos. But anytime this song played, then Ed Ed Lover had to do the Ed Lover dance, which was we're doing it now. You can't hear it. But <laughs> you just took wow, you, you, you have a you lot know. of rhythm, Beerman. Yeah, dude, I'm really good. Damn. <laughs> I can never recreate it. That's the only oh. I can never do it again. Um and uh it looks like Mac Miller uh used the the same sample for his 2011 song Party on 5th Avenue. So it's still around. The 900 number yeah. and uh Unwind Yourself still gets sampled. And I was telling Trovenzino I tried to make a uh, an album using 900 number samples, all about 900 numbers. I got into a YouTube loophole, YouTube rabbit hole of 900 number commercials, and I st- and I was going to sample that song because it's called the 900 number. You know, a lot of those uh, is unreleased, unreleased. <laughs> a lot of those recordings <laughs> were made here in Philadelphia. Yeah, they were hmm. all of them all in them. my basement <laughs> on Broad Street. <laughs> never see the light. Of, we'll never see the light of day. Uh, aside from the 16-line verse in the first half of the song, the lyrical content of Let Me Clear My Throat consists largely, uh, largely of audience-pleasing antics, energetic shouts, call and response, and shout-outs. Uh, cool makes lyrical nods to grittier house party history of hip-hop, 
dropping references from early hip-hop and soul artists such as Run DMC, James Brown, and Whistle. Actually, James Brown is... uh, 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 Marva Whitney was one of James Brown's backup singers where Unwind Yourself comes from. uh, Oh, really? Brown produced Unwind Yourself. uh, Nice. Yeah, so I guess that's why he gets the shout-out in it. James Brown basically still is still the funkiest person in the world, according even in this song, it, it all ties back to James Brown somehow. Yeah, this has a little bit. I mean, they they shout him out, and it has a little bit of him in it as well, because he it's produced one of the uh, songs that samples it. And you're dealing with James Brown, who who finds you for every for every bad note. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming from that world. <laughs> you got to be on point. Five dollars for every clam. Uh, DJ Cool was ahead of his time, exploiting the party atmosphere of the song to elicit a response from his audience the same way modern artists use social media to engage their followers. Uh, DJ Cool engages and sometimes displeases his audience to get them to participate. And at the end of the rap, he gives a shout-out to everyone he can. Uh, these are what retweets looked like before Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> I guess, too, if you're there, you're like, I-, I want DJ Cool to shout me out, dude. Yeah. I'm trying to get shouted out. Um, I think it's cool. It's, it's, it is interesting. I didn't really think about it before, but he does, like, he does say things to that, uh, that get groans or, or, or they don't, they're not all, it's not all cheering. He gets all kinds of reactions from the audience. And uh, he's like winding them up and making them he, angry. He and turns them the hype. men and the women against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. I never thought about it before, but it is like I mean I don't know. Maybe this isn't. Maybe this is so old man of me to say, but it is like like Takashi Six Nine spinning people up online and things like that. This is like very similar. He's a hero. He's a hero. <laughs> Six Nine or DJ Cool. Six nine, both. <laughs> <laughs> Great art direction, that six nine. Uh, so several different mixes of this song were released, uh, but the one that became a hit was the live version recorded at the Bahama Bay nightclub in Philadelphia. This is known mm. as the classic, cool original version. Classic with a K. This is the this is the this is the one you know. Most I listened to it before we started, and he even like talks to the sound guy a bunch, saying like, "Put the music up on the monitor." Like, yeah, yeah, and he, he, and he him, means yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like he just kind of like he'll just like say it real fast, and it's like, damn, this is uh, this is definitely the first track of the night, you know, and he's like still getting his levels. Uh, it's cool. I don't know. It's just it's just part of it. And it's as it's as real as it as that whole recording is. You know, it is like a. It's there's very few live hip hop songs um, that were hits. Also, like the Roots made a live album in the '90s, but like, and they have some live stuff on one of their early. Yeah, records, it's a like, live hit. It's like a live and it's, and it's and it's it's live because of his like performance in the crowd. Like 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 I'm saying, you could play it at a club, and it's like then it becomes that club. The cl- the people are calling out when he tells them to call out, even if Absolutely. it's tw- twenty five years later. It like it, and it's like that's why it was a hit because it's just that sand. Like there's no like, it's one hook that you know it's two things he goes back to like Hollywood swinging and the main hook, but it's just like he keeps it interesting just by yelling and talking. To keeps the it going. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. He 
stops the music just to be yeah, like like a couple it. times. Yeah. So the uh, Philly dance club scene goes back to the decadent disco era and through the flashy new wave of the 80s. Although they are now shuttered, even the short list of once hot downtown clubs is long. Uh, Second Story, uh, Catacombs, London Victory, Cachet, Vampire, Eastside Club, Revival, Purgatory, Roxy, The Black Banana, the list goes on. Egypt. Egypt, Egypt, Egypt on the waterfront. Yeah, Kyoto too. <laughs> yeah. uh, you maybe re- reminded me that the biggest lie the baby boomers ever told us was that disco sucks when it doesn't suck. It doesn't. It's, it's awesome. It's gr- it it's doesn't suck. Awesome. It's, it's great. It's great. And it didn't die. It never it didn't died. Die. It's, not, it's still going, baby. <laughs> pro disco. Very Legends of Philadelphia. Very pro, pro disco. disco. Anti rock and roll. Pro disco. <laughs> 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 Sit down, John Mellencamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you, Mellencamp. Sit down. Onyx, Onyx Sit. you're in. Onyx, come on. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Sit down. I always thought Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. What? I, I don't like Led Zeppelin. Oh, come on. <sighs> All right, I don't like Pink Floyd either. <laughs> oh, let's not get into that. <laughs> All right, it's not. It's not a podcast about what we don't like. It's what it's a podcast about what we do like. Let's like, make a podcast where we talk about what we don't like. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to. I want to talk about more about the Q one hundred two nightclub scene. <laughs> like, like saying like the the Egypt on the waterfront is obviously I was too young to go to something like that, but I've but you didn't heard have that to a million be 18, times. Though, right? Didn't they have like there's a night or something? There was a lot of 18 yeah. No, it was it was eighteen to go, twenty one to drink. You could get into any of these places. Uh, okay. Most of these places were eighteen and twenty one to drink. I think was it? There's like the the bocce club, and I think that's still around. You could you could be like I, if you want to be a kid and go to a nightclub. It's probably probably don't do that. Don't do don't that. Go, don't go to a nightclub. Should we open an underage nightclub? Uh, <laughs> I think we answered. I think we a- answered that question. <laughs> don't tell Ellen I. <laughs> I mean, this was definitely the scene back when uh, when we were kids. Right before we were of drinking age, this was the, these were all of the places to go drinking. And then, I mean, around the time we turned twenty one, they were all closing or had been closed and. There was only a few left, like yeah. Tiki Bobs and things like that. And uh, it was weird uh, when, we were, when, we were and... when we were twenty one. When we were twenty one, there was like like the city nightlife was just like only in old city. Yeah, and it's weird to think of the city like that now because there was one time it was like there and like with Delaware Avenue, and it's I don't know. It's just there's more to, more options these days. More options. These clubs that we had, the list I just went through, these were all like in Center City. This is like Twelfth and Walnut, Hooters and boat. Chestnut, you know, the Hooters boat, mm-hmm. not relegated to the edges of the city like uh, like your Spring Gardens, your Delaware Avenues. Uh, they were in the heart of the right, city back right. then. So uh, between right. the summers of '93 and '95, Philly's club scene was at its peak, and the Bahama Bay was Philly's number one nightclub, uh, depending on who you ask. Uh, uh, located at 950 North Delaware Avenue, the Bahama Bay was a tropical tiki bar-themed indoor-outdoor space that drew hip-hop acts from both coasts to the Philly waterfront. Uh, Is that the one that's still there? That looks like a tiki place? No, that that place is not called that place is not called Bahama Bay. I don't know. I know if that's it's not the, called that, but it but but is that the remnants of it? I believe it's so. Also a fucking it's also a tiki place. Oh, I believe so, because it might also be the one. Pa- There's one that's closer to the Sugar House. And I actually, I think it's that one. Is it the uh, man strip club? 
No, that was on the other side. No, it's across oh, right? the street from it. It, it, it. This place is st- this place. There is a place that's still there, uh, but I don't know if it has an outdoor spot. It has an outdoor space, so I don't know if it's the same spot. So no, I don't. I don't. We gotta get to the bottom of this. Let's let's. We'll get to the bottom. Of it. Let's, let's go, go clubbing. Let's go clubbing. <laughs> but you know, get my clubbing shirt. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the rayon one with all the patterns. The, the, I, yeah, yeah. I, Dan Flash. All the patterns. Shirt. Dan Flash. <laughs> you have to admit they're sick patterns. Sick. <laughs> sick. They have a. Oh. Right, let's not get into quoting that joke. <laughs> I I went to I went to some of these clubs that were still around in the early two thousands and uh, and they they I was like oh how was it it is a lot of hype. It was definitely on did the you, come down. Did, did you do nitrous? <laughs> did you do nitrous? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I don't know what you want. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely part of the scene. Zito did helium, though. It was like, hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's go I did here. that, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did it all. It's your fucks you want. I did, uh, I did all the uh, all, all the invisible gases. All you the you name drugs. it. <laughs> yeah. All the noble gases. All the noble gases. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Beerman laughing at his own joke. <laughs> no, I'm thinking in my. I had, I'm sorry. I'm drinking a soda, but I'm picturing Zito where like a uh, he has a pacifier and a, a Dr. Seuss yeah. hat. <laughs> it was a. <laughs> Hatter hat. You had to be there. Everybody was wearing yeah, it. You had to be there. It was the style. Making fun of my fucking lip biscuit. You were sucking on a fucking translucent uh, 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 loop pacifier. I'm getting hot. I'm getting <laughs> yeah. I, fight, fight Club was the gateway drug to the, the Chemical Brothers. To a lot the of Chemical Brothers were the gateway drug to. Uh, to, uh, I guess that whole scene. To that, I just like glow sticks. I wasn't really. I, I don't even like, really like music. I just, I just like, like glow sticks. I just like lights. I'm easily distracted. So when DJ Cool decided that his song needed uh, the energy of a live crowd, Philly was his number one pick. Uh, DJ Cool explains. Course, his, yeah, DJ Cool explains his reasoning to the Bahama Bay in the track uh, that immediately precedes "Let Me Clear My Throat." The spoken word intro titled "I'm Not from Philly." Uh, he tells the crowd. Yeah. Uh, in this uh, call and response record, he's going to let Philly represent. DJ Cool, and, they do. and yeah, they do. DJ Cool ends the warm up, uh, shouting out to his hometown before sta- before stating, "quote It ain't about where you're from." Before the audience responds, "It's where you at." It's where you at. End quote. I think that's like he's like I'm not from Philly, and the crowd cheered. It's such a rare way. Like that's how. <laughs> Well, this guy can be with an audience. He could say, "I'm from he DC." Was, he was honest with them. He was honest with them. It's, it ain't where you're from. It's where you at. It's perfect. It's poetry. He straight up in the in the first uh, in the intro in the first track, he tells them, "We're here in Philly because you guys have energy. We're gonna let you guys do your thing. You're known for for shouting and partying and being loud. So be loud on this record." And uh, you know, he's from DC, and they do it their way down in DC. But they're they're you know. They're here in Philadelphia, yeah. so uh, so be Philly, yeah. and uh, and I love the uh, it ain't about where you're from, it's about where you're at, and uh, I I've always liked that, uh, and uh, 
I don't know. There's even something metaphorical about it that you take where you're from with you. You know, where you're at, you're still who you are. DJ Cool, dude. That shit's layers. Yeah. They should play the intro when they when they play the song. But this the intro but the song I know why they don't. It sets the song it starts sets so up powerful, whole, but it sets up the whole thing. Yeah. So that's the that's the most well known edit. There's another edit uh, of "Let Me Clear My Throat." It features verses by Bismarcky and Dougie Fresh. Uh, among these, the great Bismarcky. Yeah, just lost him. He passed away last month. Um, and some, and then there's uh, then there's a Tupac tribute edit, which is an an edit of the Bismarcky Dougie Fresh uh, version, which pays homage to Tupac Shakur, who had died in 1996, right before the release of the album. Yeah. Uh, and the video for the song features Marky and Fresh and uses uh, the old school reunion edit. So even though the single that was played on the radio was uh, Let Me Clear My Throat, just DJ Cool on his own, the music video that you'd see on MTV was the Biz Marquee Dougie Fresh version uh, titled Old School Reunion. Yeah. And yeah, Biz, Biz Marquee and Dougie Fresh are like 80s beatboxing like legends. So to bring them back in the 90s, that was like... It was like, it was like, I mean, Bismarck, he never really went away, but it was like bringing back these two, these two old guys. Yeah, they're like legendary. I guess it's like adding credibility to this release, the release of this. Why not? This club if, you got, if you can get Dougie Fresh and Bismarck, why wouldn't you? If, if Dougie Fresh was like, hey, will you guys make a T-shirt? We would say yes. Yeah. So. Dougie Fresh, hit us up. Yeah, we absolutely <laughs> would. At South Fellini everywhere. At South Fellini. I wanted to learn more about the uh, Bahama Bay. I wanted to learn more about the Bismarcky Dougie Fresh version of the song and the video. So you went back in time to this night and you recorded it, right? I swore I'd never mess with the timeline. I promised, but I, I had to Only break that promise things. to find out. Yeah. This was it. This is the, this is my one. Uh, I found some liner notes on Discogs. Uh, <laughs> did uh, oh, that's not that's oh. way less impressive. Oh, you Googled it. All right, let's see. What do you got? Well, this was on page three of Google. I don't usually go this deep, oh. but um, oh, okay. okay. wow! Right. Thank you. Congrats, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well, you. you know, we we got a shout out. Somebody mentioned us on Reddit. Somebody posted, uh, you know, what's a Philadelphia centric podcast you listen to? And some people were like, "Oh, Legends of Philadelphia," and most people were like. Really nice and really complimentary. And one guy mentioned that really all we're doing is reading from the Wikipedia. So I took that as a challenge, and I went all the way <laughs> to page three of uh, of the Google search results this week, and I dug up some. But he is uh, right. Just because he's right doesn't mean it's not. It hurts, but it's true. <laughs> they're just they're just a bunch of friends talking about funny local <laughs> things. Yeah, that's that's the show, yep, man. That's, that's the show. show. They just read from Wikipedia. Yeah, we we that's literally we've said that since day one. That's that's, that's the, the show. Fuck, that is what the show is. But that's not all we are. That's not all we are. We can go deep. That's not all. We're also an we're also an ad for SouthFellini.com, <laughs> where you can find T-shirts, pins, buttons, sexy hats, <laughs> patches, prints. Uh, so I found these liner notes on Discogs that indicate. The old school reunion track was recorded at Club Gotham in Philadelphia, uh, and not oh, at Bombay Bay. It was—I'm uh, pretty sure it was across the street. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> that's across so, the street. That—that's how I remember driving down. Like I was too young to go to these clubs, but driving down on a Saturday night, fucking driving down Delaware Ave, it was popping, dude. All those warehouses were clubs, yeah. 
Yeah, they were like the nightclub scene, and people would drag race on Delaware Avenue. Like it was like yes. a, absolutely a different. It was nuts. It was vibe. Nuts. <laughs> it was definitely a different vibe down there. Uh, but now there's like still nothing going on. So I couldn't find too much else to support this version of events, but there were comments on uh, several YouTube videos and uh, other video sites that uh, had shared the video from people who claimed to have been there at this recording. Uh, and they all mentioned, and, and they mentioned that it was Club Gotham. That's, I like, you know, command f and looked for mentions of Club Gotham. And uh, so it looks like the music video was shot there uh, for the Marky Mark version, probably at a later date when... Uh, Marky Mark? Dougie Doug. Dougie Doug. Dougie Fresh. <laughs> and, and Biz Marky. I have a funny Marky Mark story. Well, I was a PA on the movie uh, Shooter, and part of our like contract was that you're not allowed to call Mark Wahlberg Marky Mark, or you're fired on the spot. On the spot. On the spot. And I remember <laughs> being like, like you know, don't say it. Don't, I didn't. I didn't. But like, I, it always stuck out to me. And uh, and the uh, the entourage people not as cool as you think. <laughs> Turtles not cool. Actually, not cool. <laughs> I probably could have told you that. All right. Well, I mean, that is all the that's all the information I was able to find about um, where it was recorded and what was recorded where. So it looks like the the single and most of the album was recorded at Bahama Bay, and uh, they came back to town to record the Bismarcky and uh, Dougie Fresh version of the song for later and then it's placed at the end of the album along with the tupac remix yeah so a little extra tidbit from page three of google and uh (laughs) then it looks like uh the bahama bay closed in late 1995 and was reopened as a gay and lesbian club in 1996 before being shut down by the city for technicalities related to event permits uh i'm not lni strikes again (laughs) yeah I'm not sure when Gotham closed. I couldn't find any mention of it anywhere. And when you look up Club Gotham on Yelp or anything like that, like a million of them uh, pop up. Sure. And, uh, yeah. So if somebody knows, leave us a, leave us a message in the comments. Yeah. If, if, if you saw Zeno clubbing as a kid, please, uh, please let <laughs> us know. And if you have any pictures. Very cool fanny packs. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> He had a uh, mini M and M's in the in those two. Mini, they were, bra- <laughs> they were brand, they were brand new at the time. <laughs> they just came out, just came out. <laughs> yeah, and a crystal Pepsi. Yeah, it was cool, dude. It was everything. Yeah, and he, and Pepsi and he, Blue. Pepsi we should blue. talk about that. Pepsi and Blue and he, was only test marketed. Um, in a couple cities in America, and Philadelphia was one of them. A lot of and a lot of people don't know about Pepsi Blue. We had Pepsi Blue. We had Pepsi Kona. I Pepsi remember, Kona. I yes, remember. I went to a Flyers one. game, and they 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 gave out a ton of free ones, and there was this is horrible. And I was like, yeah, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> Give me another one. <laughs> I'm addicted now. Maybe we will, because I've I've really wanted to tackle some of the other uh, Pennsylvania Philadelphia drinks, like the root beers the, and the birch beers and things like that. So maybe we'll maybe we will birch birch beers. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. If people want to hear about sodas next. I mean, we just spent we just, 40 minutes talking about this I mean, one yeah. night at a club in 1995. So <laughs> It was a good night, though. It's a good night. Yeah. I, we, people gonna, still party to that music to this day. Their souls are immortalized on the There's DJs album. in Maine. There's DJs in Maine who, who really get in crowds going. The of Maine. Mm-hmm. 
with DJ Cool. And DJ Cool, he's still on stuff. He's also on another classic hip hop song, "Let's Get Dirty" by Redman. Yes. He, um, and and that song's all that song's all about trying to get into a club. And who knows about that better than DJ Cool? So Redman requests the help of DJ Cool in the getting in the club, and then they get dirty, and then everyone loves the club. He's in the video too. Another another hip hop classic. No, but this this no. I, I, <laughs> what? <laughs> when you said when you said like this, hip hop still doesn't have like its own hall of fame. Like there's a rock and roll hall of fame, and hip hop artists are in it, but there is no hip hop hall of fame. And a lot of these places aren't are places like this where it's like. Like these places aren't around anymore. Like these these clubs and and all these places that people used to play at. So it's like, and it's like, it's like it's it's music history. It's black history. It's American history. Like it's it's like all these places. Um, like hip hop is like from America. It's like one of America's greatest art forms. That and like Looney Tunes and uh and uh, Looney Tunes is not an art form. It's a well. To me, you say comic book. No, it's I, not a genre. I see, I see it as art. Maybe you look down you know, <laughs> at, at, at Looney Tunes. Oh yeah, no. you're right. I, I don't. I don't like Looney jazz, hip hop, baseball. All all these great comic books. Are comic books from jazz. America? Yeah, I said jazz. In 2003, DJ Cool <laughs> contributed to a song, "Hit the Floor." From Macho Man Randy Savage's studio album, Be oh, a Man. Oh, he is on that. Why he did you have to tell that. him that? Why did you have to tell him that? He is on that. <laughs> Macho Man made a rap album. It's not a joke. Go buy it. Go buy it. Go buy it. Go buy it. I'm going to Sam Goody and buy it. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty left over. I'm going to Tower Records. <laughs> on South Street. On South Street. <laughs> As of 2019, DJ Cool still tours and performs with the likes of Sir Mix-a-Lot, MC Hammer, and Kid and Play. Obviously, the pandemic put an end to all that. Hopefully, uh, we get over the hump and those those lineups will return. I would go see that show. Let's go see DJ Cool in a couple years. I want to see Kid and Play. I want to go to. I want to go to their house party. Can you do the dance? I used yeah. to be able. Yeah, to. Yeah, check it yes, out. Absolutely. You just got to get the foot thing, and then you and then you jump on one foot, and you both turn. Yeah. That's like the hardest part. Yeah. There's another staple the of the Garetti mixer. Dance. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Garetti mixer. Leave room for the Holy Spirit, Zito. <laughs> Leave room for kid and play. Leave room for kid and play, sister. <laughs> since since uh December, like MF Doom died, Bismarcky died, um Prince Marky D of the Fat Boys died this year also. Yeah. Like un and like, it's really a shame. And like, uh, I'm glad we're like highlighting this. I never saw, I never even, I know this was recorded in Philly, but I never thought to do like an episode or something about it. So we've talked about the location a bunch, but was, I wonder where it was. You know, um, just because you know, like, where 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 was this? You know, this is like such a huge part of our uh, upbringing. The yeah. song and this it's like, song, well, they they recorded it somewhere in the city, and then like, well, yeah. where? And it's not that far, you know. The song is just like uh, it's it's a classic. Now, even if you're not from here, you know, it's just like it's it's. A, That's it's why a, I was wondering: is it like hit. is it like listening to like South Street? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it like or the is it, is it, it's a Bristol Stomp? Yeah, is this like a local hit? <laughs> but you're you know you're saying it's, they sold a half a million copies. Minor hit. As of the 2019-2020 season, the NHL Buffalo Sabers and the ECAC's Dartmouth. Big Green men's hockey team and the elite ice hockey leagues Fife Flyers 
use this song as their official goal song. Uh, the song was actually no, chosen. That's a missed as, opportunity for the Flyers. <laughs> it really is. The song was chosen as the Buffalo Sabres official goal song as part of an online fan vote on the team's official website. So when given a choice, people, in Buffalo, people, people of Buffalo know these, what's up. Yeah, <laughs> Buffalo hockey fans have, have better. Shout taste. out to Buffalo, dude. Shout they know Buffalo what's up. Than, than the people running the Flyers media. Good on you, Buffalo. Good on you, Buffalo. You 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 get it. You get this one. You win this round. <laughs> they play like Russian club music, I think, when the Flyers score a goal. Shit is lit. Yeah, disco tech, but make it Russian. Is uh, you guys have anything else you want to uh, add to the to the story of DJ Cool and his "Let Me Clear My Throat" masterpiece? The song is a masterpiece. Go, go, listen to it. Play it at parties. The, the, I've, if, if you're trying to get, if you're at a party and you're like, man, this party's fucking boring. Play this song, dude. This shit's gonna get nuts. Let me clear my throat. Yakety sax, tequila, best saxophone songs. Wow. Yeah. Bold, but accurate. Oh, wow. Hey, I'm call it like it is. Wow. Yeah. And Baker Baker Street, number four, Baker Street. No. Nope. <laughs> wow. We're gonna hear a lot of. We're gonna hear a lot about this. Untuck your pants from your from your dungarees, Brian. <laughs> that is some square shit. Aren't you older than I am? Look, I can be Young, older younger at heart. Yeah, you. Can, yeah. All right. DJ Cool, hit us up. DJ Cool, hit D- us. <laughs> if anybody knows DJ Cool, ask him what it was like. Ask him what this night was like, and if he can hit us up. And he hit us up. We give him a. We give him a hat. DJ Cool. Okay, that's pretty much all there is to know about DJ Cool's Let Me Clear My Throat. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool Philly-inspired merch. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at South Fellini everywhere. Uh, hit us up, DJ Cool. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a free hat. Uh, follow along and join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. Look out for new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Stay safe, wash your hands, get vaccinated, and wear a mask. And give us a review on iTunes. <laughs> five stars. Breaking news. Give us five stars. <laughs> <laughs>